being in total Christian warfare, and uh, it wouldn't be right to put you in total Christian warfare and then uh, not give you some uh, strength for the battle. Not give Amen. you some, some strength for the battle. So uh, we're, text is going to be in Nehemiah 8. We're still in Nehemiah. I, I got a lot out of Nehemiah. There was a lot going on there. Yeah, Nehemiah, amen. Nehemiah chapter 8. And, uh, you know, I told you the story about the, the young man that I talked to, Alex Baker, that uh, when uh, I didn't get the job done, that somebody else took him to church, thank God, and and uh, and he got saved. And, and I wanted to follow up on that thing. And, you know, uh, he left and took another job somewhere else. And six months later, uh, somebody came in and gave us the news that he'd been killed in a car wreck. Oh. Six months after he had gotten saved. See, wow. see, the Lord was really working in his life. I'm glad that I'm glad that when we fail, I'm glad that when we don't get the job done, that the Lord's got somebody else. Yeah. Uh, that music this morning, those folks singing, these kids singing. Listen, this is some some of the best music that you'll hear in the country. Because you're not going to hear anything on the radio worth anything. Right. So it's all trash. But I'm telling you, a lot of these churches today, they, they've made this stuff. They want to make it sound so much like Nashville or they want to make it so much sound like Hollywood that, man, they, they, they forget these lyrics. And they and you're right, brother. Whoever wrote that song, he, he had the Lord in mind. Uh, chapter 1, or I'm sorry, chapter 8 of uh, Nehemiah. And uh, just to go down through here a little bit, Nehemiah, he had received bad news. We talked about that. And, uh, there in chapter 1 of Nehemiah, he had a burden for, for lost souls, and he had a concern for souls, and, and uh, that's why he went. Listen, you got to start out. You Once you get saved, I like what you had said about, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not judging whether somebody got saved or not, but, man, I, I love it when somebody says, hey, I got saved. Amen. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, I, I don't. I hate to stand in doubt, but when you know somebody gets saved and then you don't hear from them, right. you know it, may, it makes you wonder sometimes. Yeah. But but uh, but but here Nehemiah, he had a concern down there for souls. We went to we started going to the nursing home out of a concern for souls. Uh, I wanted to serve the Lord. A lady asked me out there. She said, "When did you when did you know you were called to preach?" And I said, "Well, I said one day I was going down the road. The Lord had been dealing with my heart, and I saw all these folks." Uh, coming and going and uh, doing this and doing that and kind of living their own life and I said the Lord started dealing with my heart and I surrendered and I said the next day I went down the road and I said I saw the same people but I didn't see them anymore I saw souls souls concern for souls you have to have a concern for souls yes we had a man out there when we first started going out to the nursing home his name is George Deaton he was a he's a 76 year old man he had uh, colon cancer and uh, he was uh, dying laying there dying and uh, we went in and uh, I asked him if, uh, if he knew about the gospel of Jesus Christ, if he knew anything about Jesus, if he'd ever heard anything about that before and he said uh, he had but only just a little bit and he had ignored it, spent most of his life ignoring it. I gave him the uh, plan of salvation and uh, told him I'd come back the next uh, week to see him. Well, once a week turned into twice a week. We started praying for this man and we'd go two or three weeks and two or three months and He'd reject us, and uh, some of us that went out there, he, he'd throw out of his room. He never did throw me out. I was the only one that he didn't throw out, my wife and I. There was times that we'd go in, and there towards the end, I'd, I'd hold his hand. I'd hold, hold his hand in mine, and my wife would stand there, and, and uh, not out of show, it just, she'd sit there and she'd just cry for, we knew he was lost. And I'd say, I'd say, George, we love you. We, we want to see you go to heaven. I, I, I don't want you to die. I don't want you to. I don't want you to go to hell. You don't have to. You don't have to. Come to find out that uh, he had known my mom, you know, all his life, and uh, my mom's lost. My mom is, is lost, and and uh, I've used George to be able to witness to her a little bit, but. Uh, we went in one day after a year, uh, been going out there a year, and I knock on the door, and I, he, he kind of raises his head up real weak, and he motions to me, and, and I go in, and it's kind of different. And uh, 
I said, how you doing, George? I said, uh, you've been reading those tracks? You've been, you've been, have you prayed, George? And usually he'd say no. And he said, uh, yep, I prayed. Amen. I said, what, what'd you pray, George? He said, I'd pray that the Lord save me. Amen. And I said, amen. And I'm telling you, you've seen a change in this man. He's still alive. <laughs> he's still alive. I mean, he's, he's getting weaker. But he, he's, he, there's been a change. He looks different. Amen. You see it in his eyes. Relief. There's a relief there. And uh, we go and we see him faithfully. And, and, uh, and, and Nehemiah, he had, he had concern for souls. Uh, you know, uh, uh, if, you, if you do anything uh, for the Lord, uh, this world's going to make fun of you. Uh, uh, but you can't let that you can't let that squash your your concern for souls while street preaching uh, they just want you to go away you be out there and they'll, they'll say I don't care where you preach yeah I don't want to I don't want to keep your freedom of speech down just go somewhere else yeah. you know they don't want you preaching there where where they can hear the word of the Lord that's because it yeah. cuts it cuts brother they want you to find another city. We while street pre preaching in Trenton, a guy said, "Can't you guys just go somewhere else?" We said, "We do. We go to Hamilton." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but if you do anything for the Lord, they're going to find a way to make fun of you. They're going to. It's just a. It's just a filthy world. They they don't have your concern for souls. They hear they hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and it cuts them. And uh, Daniel was out there. Uh, we were in Hamilton and Daniel's on the street and he's got a sign and. Uh, if cars would come by, they'd get stopped there at the stoplight. Well, Daniel just walks right up and he'll hold it right at their window. And it always makes me nervous because he gets too close to the road. Uh, but some guy came by and, and rolled down his window and he made fun of Daniel because he had on black pants, black shoes, and white socks. And I said, well, son, folks are going to make fun of you no matter what. I said, just next time wear black socks. <laughs> But uh, they, they do, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a filthy world. They, they, if you come street preaching, if you, go, if you go door to door, and listen, these things I think are, are essential. I, I, think, I think door to door, I think, brother, if you've got a church, you know that. I've, I've read your track. Man, it's, it's essential. And they don't want you there on their front porch. Listen, you come to my house, and you knock on my door, and I open it up, and you tell me who you are. Brother, I'm going to rejoice with that. Amen. I'm going to go, amen, brother. Amen. Hit that hit that house down there. <laughs> you know, you know if, if I'm if I'm going down if I'm driving my car I see you on the street as I go by I'm rolling my window going fight on brother fight on. Amen. Now, and it should be that way. We Amen. should encourage you. You know some of the uh, some of the folks that give us the hardest time out there on the street are going door to door are Christians. Yeah. 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 They don't want us there. Yeah. Black eye. They say you're giving us a bad name. No sir. Well, the sign says, marvel not, right? There you go. There you go. It, it tickles me sometimes. I just, uh, you know, uh, over the next five chapters there, Nehemiah is faced with outside opposition. Uh, uh, he must protect his workers uh, from the outside attacks. He faces eternal problems. Uh, he's hindered with all kinds of problems with the workers and their families. And uh, Nehemiah is faced with with helping them and having to solve their problems. Uh, he has to he has to work all of that, or he has to stop the construction on the wall. And he knows he can't do that, so he has to do two things at once. And sometimes you have to help some folks in, in order to win them to the Lord. Sometimes you have to put some time into people's problems. And uh, you know, I don't mean you should be a busybody. You know, I've got a I've got a saying. It's I say all the time to them, to other folks, I say, it's not my circus and it's not my monkeys. There you go. <laughs> you know, there, there are some things that I just don't want to hear about. Yeah. But, but some things, listen, if, 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 if you want to come to church, but you can't come to church because that's a problem I want to know about. We, we figure that out. Or we can work some things out like that. So, you know, uh, if you need a job, uh, we can pray about that. Amen. You say, well, what good's prayer? Well, brother, I've seen prayer do a lot. Amen. Amen. So uh, Nehemiah faced issues with gossip. Uh, he, he was attacked by the world. Uh, uh, it's a do it our way. Uh, or we're going to set out to destroy you through lies and defamations. And, and that's what the world wants to do. They, they want you to come in here to church at the Highway Baptist Church. They want you to come in here and they want you to worship their way. And they want you to do it their way. And they don't want you to rock the boat. They don't mind you being here. Uh, they don't want to see your gospel signs. 
Uh, they don't want to hear uh, anything about sin because uh, you know that might come, you know that that might come back on them, and they, you know, they're not out there preaching on it. So, brother, why are you in here preaching on it? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm telling you, you know, if you're sitting in a church where you got a pastor that comes in and, like we talked about, in khakis and a polo shirt, and and his sermon illustration is what he did on Saturday on the golf course, and God's not in that. Amen. Amen. And there's a lot of those messages. Yes, sir. Nehemiah 8, 1, and it says, uh, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man mm. into the street that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe uh, to bring the book of the law and Moses, which the Lord hath commanded of Israel. And I, I've read, uh, I read a story this week about uh, John Huss, and he was a reformer in the 13s and 1400s, and and uh, he uh, uh, he spoke out against the Catholic Church for heresies and things, and and uh, they arrested him, and they told him they were going to burn him to the stake. And uh, so while he was waiting on that uh, end to come and that and that trial, he would he would take his hand and he he put it over the flame of a candle, and he would burn his flesh. And and he was preparing himself. He wanted to be faithful to the end. He wanted to he wanted to be faithful in that final test. Now I hope. None of us ever get burned at the stake. Yeah. But I want us to be uh, be faithful. Nehemiah was faithful to the end. Uh, you're you're going to be on the firing line and the front lines of a spiritual battle that we wage daily against, the Bible says, the wiles of the devil. I went and looked that up. Wiles of the devil. Devious or cunning tricks employed in uh, manipulating or persuading someone to do what one wants. The, the devil's out to trick you. And God warns us of that. Man texted me uh, the other day when all this came through. He says, "He says, brother Dave. He says, what are we going to do? He says, you know, they've legalized this. And I, I wrote, I said, we're going to stay focused. Yes. What we talked about, we're going to stay focused. Amen. Like I talked about earlier, we're in a we're in a Christian warfare and and uh, we're in a Christian uh, total battle, and we've got to have some preparation for those fiery darts. Uh, if you're going to be prepared, if you're going to have strength to endure the looming spiritual battle you face daily, you're going to need some things daily. You need a preacher willing to preach. Uh, verse 2, you look there. And Ezra the priest brought the law. Ezra comes preaching. Ezra comes preaching. Thank God for Bible-believing preachers. Thank God for Brother Parks. Brother, I'm, I'm thankful that you're there. I'm thankful Amen. that you're on YouTube. I like flipping through there and it's gotten where you know you can flip through there and you you see the you got kind of a, a branding thing going on here you know when you see you, you, it's recognizable people need to see that that way they they hear it one time and now they know what they don't remember your name but they kind of know what they're they're looking for Amen. listen good or bad i want them listening to you whether yes. they whether they whether they like you or not i want them listening to you amen I, if they disagree with everything that they say, if you guys get stuff on YouTube where somebody writes something filthy on there, at least they're listening. Yeah. At least Amen. they're listening. Tell them to keep it up. Yeah. To keep, keep it up. Keep watching. Keep watching. Keep picking out stuff we're doing wrong. Keep yeah. writing us about it. Amen. At least you're listening. <laughs> Listen, uh, Joel's team, and I don't want to beat up on him this morning, but... I might anyway. <laughs> Listen, he's not going to give you the truth. Amen, preacher. Yeah, Copeland, that Crawford yeah. dollar. Yeah. I mean, what does it take to go to your church and tell them you need a Lear jet? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 64 million. <laughs> 64 million. <laughs> hey, call up Fellowship Track League this week and ask them how much uh, 64 million, how many gospel tracks yeah. they could print out for yeah. 64 million dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they could flood China with that. Yeah. 64 million dollars. Yeah, man. Men who claim to be called to preach and won't preach the word of God need to burn their notes. Yes. They need to sit down and endure sound preaching. Yes. Yeah. Preachers that are called to preach and will not preach need to sit down. Yes. Close the doors on your church. Amen. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God. Uh, uh, 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and reproof for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Yes. 
we went to, we were camping up in uh, Indiana and uh, they, they had a campground thing there on Sunday where they were having a, a uh, they had a preacher preaching. I said, we're going to preaching service. <laughs> we got there, and we got settled, and they had, I don't know, 12, 14 people that actually showed up. And uh, the guy comes in, and, and I knew we were in trouble when he came walking in, and he had about three Bibles and a big notebook. <laughs> I said, okay, here we go. Well, he never opened the first Bible. He took... He had told us that he took all three of these Bibles and that he made his own Bible in this notebook oh, wow. by compiling all three. Oh, wow. So for about an hour and a half, myself and another lady who I didn't know, but she was obviously from a Bible-believing church, we just kind of tag-teamed this guy with questions. <laughs> he, uh, we were talking to him about salvation and, and uh, that there was only one way to be saved, that unless you, uh, that you believe in your heart. And uh, you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see Jesus Christ as your Savior. And he just kept saying, well, that's, a, that's, an, interesting, uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. <laughs> well, that's, wow. the, that's, the, that's only the only way, way to look at yeah. it. Wow. So burn your notes. Yeah. Sit, let's stop going to the campground. Yeah. Stay at home on Sunday. Yeah. The Lord will thank you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he absolutely will. Uh, you want to have the strength for the battle to be prepared and be able to endure. You're going to need a, a preacher willing to preach. Listen, if I didn't have a preacher that was willing to preach, I couldn't have strength to endure. Yeah. Because I'd get out here and I'd see this world and I'd start going, well, okay, maybe maybe this is normal. You know, maybe, maybe Joel Steen's right. Maybe if we just keep thinking positive. No, brother, you got to have a preacher to sit up there yes. and tell you. Listen. Listen, they don't preach on sin because either they don't know what sin is is they're so mired down in it. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That they don't want to preach on themselves. Brother, have you ever preached and preached on something that hit you? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And you know what you do? You preach. Yes. You get it right and you preach. Amen. I know. I've I've had some things, I don't want to preach on that. But I have, you have to. Yes, you sir. You got to preach on that. Uh, you need a preacher. Thank God for Bible believing. Yes. Thank God for King James sixteen eleven Bible believing. Yep. You need open ears. You need open ears willing to endure scriptural preaching. Nehemiah eight three says, uh, and he read therein before the street that was before the water gate. I read that one already. Yeah, the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Their ears were open. They went to church. They wanted to hear some preaching. Uh, even though the people uh, were weary from building the wall, their ears were open and they were focused on the word of God being preached. It's easy to lose focus in church when you're, you're tired from a long week. It's easy. It's easy. I mean, I've worked uh, second shift. I've worked third shift and, and uh, I've just had a bad week. And it's hard sometimes to go in. You, you know, the weather's bad or whatever. And you go in and, and sometimes it seems like it's all the same. But that's when you have to open your ears and listen and yeah. listen close. Amen. And... Uh, uh, this this is not a this is not a sprint, brother. We're we're in this first. Yes. This is a this is a marathon. It's easy to lose focus when you're in church, uh, uh, but more than ever is is when we need to be prepared to receive with open ears what the preacher has prepared. Yes, sir. Listen, when your preacher sits down and and he puts something together, he's got you in mind. Amen. You know, I don't know how many folks really kind of think about that. Now I know that what's popular out there with some of these churches today is is they'll just go online and 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 they'll buy a message uh, that's either uh, expedient for the the time or and they'll go and preach on that. Again, burn your notes, sit down, yes. and, and get under some preaching. But when your preacher comes to you with a message, he has he has sat and he's prayed about that thing and he's thought about each and every one of you. I know he has. When. Uh, when Brother Parks invited me, I the first thing I did, brother, is I prayed. Amen. I said, Lord, give me something. Yes. Give me something. Amen. Second uh, Timothy four three and four says, uh, let me turn there. Second Timothy chapter four. Second Timothy chapter four, verse two says, preach the word, be yes. instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke. Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Yes. I mean, brother, that's preaching. Yes, sir. It's it's not it's not fifteen minutes of 
hey, my golf game with the mayor this week went great, and uh, I got together with the, the pastor from uh, four other churches, and we had lunch and uh, talked about uh, heroin addicts in the community and how we can uh, set up a... I mean, it's not that. Yes. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, I, listen, I know some, uh, some pastors from some other churches. I couldn't sit down with them. I barely go by their church. I've seen what they put on their board out front. Yeah. I've gotten out where I go by and I just look the other way. <laughs> I won't read their sign. I'll go nuts. Yeah, amen. But uh, for the uh, preach the word. For the time will come, brother, I think we're there. Yes, sir. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Sure. They won't endure it. They'll say, I'll not have it. Yep. Won't listen to it. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Ah, listen, we're talking about Christians. We're talking about Christians. They don't want to be preached to. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist, make full proof of the ministry, for I am now ready to be. This is Paul, you know, he's, 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 this is the end. He says, I fought a good fight. I had finished my course. I kept the faith. Folks can't sit still for an hour of preaching. They don't have the attention span, is what I hear. Is what I've been told, is they don't have the attention span. We went to, uh, uh, this year, uh, we were in, uh, uh, went to visit uh, a family member down in uh, Day uh, the Daytona area. And since we were in the area, we went to the, the Daytona 500. We didn't go to the actual 500. We went the, the day before to, they have a little sprint race. Uh, it's a much shorter type thing. So we went there to see that. And we were there for, I don't know, three, four, five hours. There were folks there that sat the whole time just, just glued in to what was going on. But they tell us today that uh, don't preach for very long. Uh, they, they, they don't, folks don't have a, a long attention span. Many Bible colleges today, they'll teach you that they only want you to preach for about 30 minutes. Come on now. About 30 minutes, and, and, and you need to wind that up. Now, in that 30 minutes time, what you need to work in is, is your announcements, and uh, not your golf story. You got to add your golf story in there. Yeah. But uh, uh, give them a Bible verse or two. And what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to put it up on this big board because I'm not going to ask you to flip through your Bible. In fact, don't even bring your Bible. We'll just put it up here. Yeah. I got a guy up here that he's gonna he's gonna shine it on a big light, and I'm gonna put the Bible verse for you right up here. And then uh, I'm gonna read that Bible verse, and then I'm gonna spend the next uh, ten minutes telling you what three of those words really mean yeah in the greek and the latin and then you know the martian and everything else so you know new alien new, the new alien birth, right many bible colleges they say don't folks can sit in a stadium they can go to a football game i'm telling you about five or about six seven years ago uh, my father-in-law got tickets to the Cincinnati Bengals, and he, and he took us, and I went reluctantly. It was on a Sunday, and I knew I shouldn't have gone, and I went. And uh, we went down there, and I was miserable, brother. Amen. It was filthy. Uh, the, the, the language was filthy. Uh, we didn't take our kids, and uh, you didn't even go. And uh, I, would, I wouldn't, listen, I would not take my wife down to a professional football game. I wouldn't take my wife down to anything like that. The, the, the filthiness down there. Yeah. It's lewd. Uh, yeah. They're drinking. It's it's. Yeah. You got no business. I, I tell my boys all the time. You you, you better pay attention to that stuff. Yes. Uh, Lyle E. Shaler is a Illinois religious consultant. Whatever that is. Uh, he he went around and, and uh, he asked. He took a questionnaire and he asked folks uh, what they expect to see in a church. And and uh, if you're a, a pastor, you can you can buy this. And it'll help you build your church. Oh, wow. See, we just we don't need God. Yeah, come See, on. because I can go get a consultant who'll come in and tell me what I need to have. Wow. I mean, I could pray about it, but, you know, I mean, this guy's got a, you know, this for sale, and I can just buy that. He says, uh, uh, this is what folks want today. Dynamic speakers. Good music. Social groups. Folks also expecting big meeting rooms. A quality kitchen. Child care. Ample parking and clean restrooms. It sounds like a wedding hall, bro. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a wedding hall. Uh, I want to point out what, what he didn't have in there. Notice that the they didn't have sound 
Bible doctrine on the list. They didn't have old-fashioned King James Bible preaching on the list. Uh, they're not uh, mission-minded. They ain't worried about that stuff or street preaching ministry. Folks don't want that kind of stuff. Folks want stuff. What kind of stuff? The kind of stuff that they want. My kids have stuff. I don't, I don't know what they've got. That's what people want. They want things. They want, they want stuff. They don't want to sit and endure sound doctrine. They don't want a preacher that's going to preach the Bible. Uh, and then they wonder why the wiles of the devil so easily upset them yeah. and attack them. They're, they're unprepared and uh, they're not willing to get prepared. They, they won't get prepared. Uh, once after a, a service, we were in a service that went for about two hours. And when we were, boys were real little at the time, and some you can, I'm sure you can relate. The lady says to me after two hours, she says, your kids were so good. They, they didn't move a muscle for two hours. I could have never brought my grandkids. Oh, my. She goes, what's your secret? Said, they're used to it. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't tell them that their mom has that, that, that look. That look of, <laughs> and listen, my wife was, wasn't above and beyond uh, pulling one of them out of service one time, taking them to the back and wearing them out. Amen. Amen. In front of everybody, brother. Praise the Lord. I, there's been times, I don't want to get off on this, but there's been times when they kind of going back and forth in churches, brothers will do, and where she stood up and preachers preaching stood up and go, okay, you here and you here. Amen. It was a distraction for just a minute. Then dealt with it. But dealt with it and it was over with. Yep. So Praise God. You couldn't, you couldn't do that in some of these churches today. Some of these kids. Strength for the battle. It takes a preacher willing to preach the gospel. Open ears willing to hear the word of God being preached. And uh, you need open eyes willing to read and study the word of God. Nehemiah 5 says... Uh, uh, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. They stood up. That's respect. Yes. Where has the respect gone in churches? Yes. Now, I'm not talking about some guy that puts on a robe and they got a, a candle procession down through there and yes. everybody stands. That, that, that's showing reverence yes. to this guy. Yes. Man, where's the respect yes. for the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. They, they, it's become now to where it's just, it went from the Lord Jesus Christ to Jesus Christ to just Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus is good. And he is. Yes. But that's the Lord Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Yeah, right. The Down Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I told them folks over there at the nursing home, I said, I said, them. I said, this world, I said, some of these preachers, some of this thing, they, they call it, the, call God the, the man upstairs. I said, that's the God of this universe. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and, and you can get on your knees and you can go to him in prayer and you're immediately in his yes. presence. Yep. And right. you have the attention of the God of this universe. He's not the man upstairs. Right. He's, the Lord. He's not some old man floating yes. around on a cloud. That's yes. what this world wants you to yes. see. And, and Jesus, let me... I, I saw this thing on the internet today. I need to stay off the internet. I saw this thing. It showed it showed Jesus a picture of a, what was supposed to be Jesus laying on the ground with the cross laying up on top of him. And then the caption said, "Would you help him up?" He didn't need help. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he didn't need me there to help him up. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yes. He had that thing under control. Yeah. Listen. It, there's no problem with the Lord. No. Nope. There's problems with us. Yes, sir. Uh, you need open eyes. And Ezra opened the book and, and uh, above, the, uh, above the people and the folks stood up. And Ezra didn't hide anything. He didn't preach in secrecy. He opened the book in the sight of the people for all to see and, and all to examine. Listen, I bet you anything your preacher wants you to check on him. I bet he wants you to follow every Bible verse that he gives you Amen. and make sure that he's preaching it. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I mean, that's why they that's why they want to keep these Bibles out of church. And yeah. let me just put it up on the screen and I'll just throw one verse up there. That way I can make it say anything yeah. that I want it that's to right. say, and you don't see it in context, Amen. and you can't back up and read what Amen. it said the chapter before. That's right. And, and you'll just take whatever I say. And then you go out of there. And then when uh, somebody shows up on your doorstep and tries to talk to you about the Lord, well, 
He's the heretic. Yeah. yeah. And they'll tell you, brother, that you're twisting it yeah. to make it say what you want to say. Yep. They know one verse, yep. and they probably only know what book it's in. You're Matthew 7, 1. Judge not lest you be judged. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what, brother? That's good. I like what Sam, Sam Gipp says, stop judging my judging. Yeah, uh, he, there you he, go. He throws it right back on them. Amen. When they tell him to stop judging, he says, well, you, you stop judging my judging. Yep. Here, the, uh, here the people submitted uh, the word... Uh, uh, that Ezra preached. Some folks won't study. They won't read their Bible during the week. And, and on Sunday morning, they sit in the pew desperately uh, praying, Lord, give me a message. Speak to my heart. Uh, some Sundays, uh, you'll see folks that'll be desperately praying and they'll ask God to speak to them. And give, give me a message. Give me a message, Lord. And hopefully one day uh, they'll hear that message and it's, you're lazy. Yeah. You want, you, go. you want my message for the day? There you go. You want to hear from me? Come on. You're lazy. That's good. You need to hear from the Lord every day. How are you going to do that? You're going to do that in this book. You're going to get in this book. Yep. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I can get I can get in this thing. And I listen, there's times when I don't read it the way that I'm supposed to read it. I let other things, I get focused on something, and I feel it. Yes, sir. I feel it when I'm not in the book. Amen. And brother, I don't pray like I should. Amen. And I feel it when I'm not praying. Amen. Why well, get some of these folks over there at the nursing home? And a lot of times I pray with them. I always pray, comfort them, Lord. Yeah. Speak to their heart. Many of them I know have, have, some of them we know that have been in their Bibles all their life, but through uh, maybe eyesight problems or some of them they just can't. Yeah. And so I always say, Lord, just speak to them. Because I know that if they've hidden this word down in their heart, yeah. it's there. It's there. Listen, I, I, I don't, I don't know a lot about Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff like that. I, we were around it a lot. I don't know the, the physical aspects of it, but I'll tell you, I've talked to some family members of, of some of them that that are saved, were in church all their life. And I'm talking about Bible believing uh, uh, saints that are up in there that have dementia. I believe that I see a difference between the ones that are lost and the ones that are saved. I'm telling you, the ones that are lost, they seem to be tormented in that dementia. And I got a lady, her name's uh, Mrs. Bush, and she's got that. And I'm telling you, she's been in church all her life and took raised her kids in church uh, there at uh, uh, Grace. Grace Baptist Church and, and, and been in her Bible, knows her Bible, and, and she's got a sweet spirit about her. She really does, and we love her. She's a blessing to us. But I've got another woman that, that uh, was raised Catholic, has been Catholic all her life, and and she's tormented. She sits in the hallway and she cries and I'll go and I'll talk to her and she says, I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid. I said, what are you afraid? I don't know, I'm just so afraid. She's tormented, brother. I give her the gospel. I, I don't know if it gets through. Amen. You know, I heard a preacher one time say, during an invitation, he said, if you leave here and you don't know Jesus Christ, he said, you might go out here and get hit by a car and be dead this evening and have to go on to meet your maker. And I, I, I thought, what's worse than that is you might live. Yeah. You might live. You might develop uh, dementia. You might be trapped in your body with some sort of brain injury that you can't. Yeah. Yes, sir. You might live. Get in your book. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm a, I like you, brother. You can't hardly say your Bible anymore. You can't hardly say Bible. You can't hardly say the book. You have, you have to point out that the, it's the King James 1611 Bible. And, uh, uh, you know, I, it's, it's funny. A man will say that he loves his wife. And I, I love my wife. I, I cherish my wife. She's good to me. She, she does everything for me that I need. She takes care of me. She's by my side. Amen. She's faithful. She's She's everything. She's everything. She's everything to me. But let me take about five minutes and tell you what's wrong with her. Come on. That's what they do. Yeah. When it comes to this Bible. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It means something to me. I use it all the time. I, I study it. Come on. But, you know, it's it's got flaws. It's got mistakes. Would you think of me if I said that about my wife? Come on now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I think about folks that say that about the Bible, <laughs> about the King James Bible. Come on now. Amen, Amen preacher. 
hard to sit still when the Lord's dealing with you and the preacher's preaching in your wheelhouse and you need to hear from the Lord daily, not just weekly or whenever yes. you darken the doors of a church. And, and listen, when you hear hard preaching and you're in your Bible, you can take it. Amen. You Sometimes you might go, ugh, ugh, because it gets you. Yeah. It does me. I mean, Brother Jesse, he's hit on things before and I just went, oh, man. But right then is you're faced with a decision. Yeah. Stiffen up to it. Or I can soften up and I can get that thing right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. You get that thing right with the Lord, and I'm telling you, that's sweet. That's that's sweet right there. That's You'll have fellowship with the Lord if you get something like that right. Four, you need a, a joyful voice willing to lift up God. Verse 6 says, And Ezra blessed the Lord, uh, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads, and Worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. Yeah, amen. Man, that's worship right there. Yeah. Yeah. You hear this singing, and and uh, that was good. Yes. I like to hear that. I like to hear it because I can look at them and and know what's in their heart. They're they're lifting up the Lord. They're praising God. They're not worried about how it sounds to Hollywood or how it sounds amen. to the world or or getting a record contract some of these churches anymore it's become such a show yeah, yeah. And, and I'm telling you there's churches out there that have a morning service that has a, the they, they call them traditional services yeah. that has a piano or an organ and there's some hymn singing and then but you can come at 11 o'clock because that's when the cool service yeah. is because we got drums and we got musicians and and uh, the preacher he doesn't wear a tie or he's got a He's got it loosened up and he's hip and he's just like me because I can see him up there and he drives a cool car and, and uh, his kids got earrings just like my kids. and Man, brother. Come on, you're telling it right, preacher. People, uh, they came weary and stressed, yet they also came prepared to worship and lift up God. You go to church, you're weary. I don't Listen, I don't care who you are and what church you're in. You're coming to church at times. You're coming weary. Life's hard. Yes. Life beats us up. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, listen, I don't want a show. I don't want to come see a show. There's times I come to church. I there's t Listen, I love song service. Man, I, there's times I want to get through that song service because I need that preacher in the pulpit. Yes. I need to hear that yep. preaching because I know that the Lord's going to speak to my heart then. Because, so, listen, sometimes you don't feel like singing. I dealt uh, when the Lord was dealing with me and he, and he wanted me out of my job and I didn't want to leave and the Lord used the one thing that would put me out and that was something physical. I, I have a treadmill at home because the doctor said I'd gained too much weight. And I'd, on my small on my back, I'd rubbed a, a small spot about the size of a quarter that it wouldn't heal. And finally, the doctor finally said to me, he said, you're going to have to get out of your wheelchair and you're going to have to stay down. And I said, I can't do that. I can't, I can't bring my life to a halt to do this. And he says, you don't have any other choice. So I was down for the first year out of church. I didn't go anywhere. I, I, never, I didn't leave my bedroom. My whole world was my kids and my wife. If it hadn't been for my wife, I'd have been in a nursing home. She took care of. We went by the first year. Men from the church would come by and see me and I'd pray. And, and uh, it'd always be good when they came by and they'd, it was good to have fellowship. We were into that thing the second year. It had gotten a little smaller, but it hadn't healed. I said, Lord, we're into this thing two years, Lord. I had to be resolved. I had to finally say, okay, I'll just stay down. I'll just, I'll just stay down. I'll keep going. We got into it the third year. My wife had been begging me to find another doctor. Just find another doctor. And so finally, I found a vascular surgeon that was a, a specialist in this and he was close. I prayed over first and the Lord give us somebody and we went and, and the guy the guy looks at me and he says you've had a sore for how long? And I told him and he goes he says amazing he said there's, there's zero infection he said it's barely affected the layers of skin he said it's pristine the Lord took care of me but he was dealing with me and there was times during that when I'd go to pray and, and my prayers would be like this. It would be, Father in heaven, 
And that was it. That was all I could get out. And I would just sit or I'd cry. And I'd say, Lord, I don't have anything. I only have one request. Lord, just heal me. And then, you know, I get to thinking, okay, I'd pray about that thing. And, and the men would pray about that. And I'd get my Bible and I'd start studying. And, and the Lord started dealing with me. And listen, he didn't heal me up because I promised to do something. Just because you're out there serving the Lord doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen. I mean, folks get cancer. I, I, I mean, I know men that have, have served the Lord faithfully, gotten cancer and passed. Yeah. And, and I look at that thing and I go, Amen, preacher. People came weary and they came stressed and they also came prepared to worship. If you if you if you like everybody else in the world, you've got things that are stressing you and they're and you're weary of those things and and uh, you know come prepared come prepared to, to hear from the Lord. Folks in the nursing home uh, during song service will sing out. I tell you, it, it always irritates me at church and some of the younger kids and. And some adults too, they'll come in and they'll they'll kind of sit there and you know, even during the song service. Yeah. You go up there at the nursing home, they, you can't move them for nothing. You go up there at the nursing home, you see some of these little old ladies that they're just so happy to be be back there singing those songs again, hearing those songs again. Christians today won't work, they want to worship God their way, not his way. And and the modernism is a, a religious rebellion. Uh, these are people who claim to know God or to be spiritual, but they deny one or more of the fundamental doctrines of the Christian faith, brother. Jesus warned about this in, in Matthew 6, 7. He called them heathens. And in Mark 7, the religious heathens. Yes. And out there at the nursing home, the church, a solid rock church, that they've got a, a, a great big, I don't know how big it is, great big Jesus out in their, their front yard along the highway. And, and uh, uh, it got hit by lightning and burnt down so they had to spend the money to put it back up the guy from out there i told him it was a waste of money and and he told me he says that thing does a lot of good for a lot of people and and i said well, that's a, it, uh, what's it do and he says well right up the street he said is a pornographic shop and he said everybody that goes to that pornographic shop sees that statue i said yeah but that statue got hit by lightning yeah see god would rather burn down that Statue. Statue. Then he wore that pornographic yeah, shot. Yeah, down to right. Now I know. I know what they'll say. Oh, that's just coincidence. Ain't no coincidence. It burnt. Yep. It burnt. That yeah. lightning come through in that storm. Could have hit that place. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't an eighth of a mile. It's right God, there. God didn't miss his mark. God didn't miss his mark. He hit what he intended yep. to hit. Listen, this group comes out to the nursing home. This solid rock group comes out to the nursing home and they, they bring out all their instruments and they play and it's, and it's all great. And, and brother, they bring out a preaching Elvis. And a guy comes in dressed as Elvis and he sings three or four Elvis religious songs. And then he goes and opens a Bible and starts preaching. The place... You would have thought there was a fire in there because the place went. Shoop. There was a few that stuck around, but the the majority of those folks, wow. they knew, brother. Wow. A preaching Elvis. Wow. He came in and entertained. He didn't come in to preach the word of God, or he'd never come in dressed like. Amen. That. Amen. Amen. Listen, amen. this isn't a this isn't a show. Amen. This isn't a show. They had uh, he he cleared out. They got the one preacher down there. He cleared everything out, and he had a and he had a a rodeo as his sermon illustration. And they brought in bulls, and they had a guy ride. Listen, I, I told you, brother, I like that whiteboard. Amen. You put a sermon illustration up in there, and you don't have to remove the pews. Amen. It's amen. <laughs> Even if, even if a nursing home has uh, churches going to it, I want to I want to encourage you to continue to go. Uh, you will do more than they'll do, and uh, they are there to entertain. Listen, if if you got a nursing home ministry here, I don't know a whole lot about that. If 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 you don't, if you're thinking about that, let me encourage you to go. You know how many people it takes to to do a nursing home ministry? One. One. You know what it takes? A man or a woman with a Bible. And you know what you do? You go up there and, and you go door to door and, and you knock on their door 
and they, they recognize you and, they, and at first they're, they're kind of weary. And you'll say, you mind if I come in and see you today? And they'll say, well, come on in. And you tell them, hi, my name's Dave Yoakum. I'm with Miltonville Baptist Church and we have a, a, a ministry up here for the nursing home. And I just wanted to come by today and talk to you. Well, they love it. And you'll make a friend. And you go back and visit them. And it takes a while because you want to know what they want to see out of you? Faith. If you're faithful. Yeah. They want to see if you're faithful. We had a lady one time, they, the, the, hot, the nursing home called us in the middle of the uh, evening and they said, this lady's real upset. Uh, would you come see her? And I said, absolutely. So we, we got in the car and we went down there and we prayed with her for about 30 minutes or 40 minutes and, and uh, spent some time with her. And, and she felt better after we prayed. And after we're done, she goes, how, how much do I owe you? I said, well, you don't, you don't want to say anything. And she goes, well, the, the, the lady that usually comes wants a little something for, for her, her time and her, her travel. Good night. I said, we don't want anything. I gave her my card. I said, you call me day or night. That's not what we're about. That's Amen. not what this thing's, this thing's here is about. Listen, we passed up here on 70. We passed a church. I, Last time I was up here, they had a great big church. Now they got a great big church, more of it, sitting up in front. You Listen, you can throw money at this thing all day long. Yes. And it's not going to win souls for Christ. Amen. You know what you need? You need gospel tracks yes. and some time. Yeah. And some time. If you don't have a if you don't have a nursing home ministry, if you're if you're interested in getting some of that something like that started, it's as simple as walking through the front door and asking to speak to uh, uh, activities. Amen. And then just get, and then just saying, hey, I'm from uh, Highway Baptist. I would like to I'd like to start coming up here and, and meeting with some folks. And and here's what I did with it. I said, could you give me a list of about ten or fifteen people that you know really need to be seen? Well, that's good. The guy gave me a list and. And we went in the very first time and I was scared to death because it was it was just totally different for me to see see some of this. And we go in and we had a woman that was passing. They wanted us to go see her. And we went in. I'm praying the whole time, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and I get in and as I go in, laying next to this woman's bed is another resident in a wheelchair. Been over praying. I thought, Lord, you've just, man. He's good. You go do something like that, he'll take care of you. Pray that God would send somebody. Amen. You need a willing heart to accept and obey the word of God. Verse 8, uh, so they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And the people opened up in their heart the word of God and allowed the Holy Spirit to minister to their hearts. Amen. That's a problem with a lot of folks today. They won't open yeah. up their heart. They won't let God minister to them. Their hearts were opened by the reading of the word. You're, you're not going to... You're not going to have uh, your heart opened up uh, and exposed good. for God to, to reach you uh, any other way other than the Word of God. Amen. Through preaching or through your own study. Although I, I believe in Scripture signs. I believe that you stand on the street and, and uh, hold a sign that says, uh, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I believe that, that that's a sharp sword, brother. I, I believe that it takes and it runs into you. And it's pulled back out. And you're either gonna you're either gonna get that thing right and have an operation and sew and get all that out and make that right, or you're gonna bleed to death. Over time, that sticking of that's gonna you're gonna bleed to death. Yeah. I believe in those I believe in scripture. Their hearts were opened by the reading of the word. Second uh, Corinthians 8 12 says, For their uh, for if there be first a willing mind, I like that. Amen. A willing mind. Yes. It is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to he uh, that he hath not. Amen. An acceptable mind. God will test man on what he's willing to do. Uh, a Christian's response to that test will determine uh, his course in life. God may ask, are you willing to go to Africa and preach the gospel? Are you willing? Come on now. God may ask you to street preach, go door to door, just be ready to, for whatever the pastor calls on you to do. Are you willing to do Yes. That? Come on, preach. Some folks say, uh, I'm too shy to street preach. Can you hold a scripture sign? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy Hall, you may know him, uh, Brother Billy Hall, and his family was uh, preaching uh, in Trenton, Ohio. They had their young son, uh, about four or five at the time, and 
and a daughter of about 12 or 13 at the time. And uh, the, the little boy and the little girl were on the street. Uh, the, the boy was holding a sign, I believe it said, that ye must be born again. And I believe uh, the daughter was holding a sign that said, uh, for God uh, uh, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, I think is what it said. Uh, a man drove by in his pickup truck and he, he rolls down the window. Now, now Bill Hall, the corner's like this. So Bill and his wife's right here and then there's kind of the rounded part of the corner and, and the kids are right here. Little kids, little, little kids, a 12 year old or 13 year old and a little one, little one. And the guy pulls up in the car and he, and he rolls down his window and, and he said one of the most vilest, filthiest, nastiest things that, that you could say to anybody, let alone a child. Let me ask you this. You think God's going to honor their service for him? Yes. You think, you think God's going to not allow them to get victory over that? They'll get something out of that. Those kids will get something out of that. Uh, that man didn't hate those kids. He hated those words. Yes, that's it. They, he, hated, he hated God's word. He hated that scripture, and he hated God's word, and he took it out on two little children. I believe in all my heart that God will get the victory out of that thing. Those kids will get the victory out of that thing. And that... Now listen, that guy better get it right. Yeah. Or he's going to bleed to death. He's going to bleed to death. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.3 says, uh, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, finally, you need to have a short memory. This is my final point. You need to have a short memory. Yeah. Verse 9. And Nehemiah, which is uh, the uh, Tishatha, and Ezra the priest, uh, the scribe and the Levites, that taught the people and said unto all the people this day, and is holy unto the Lord your God, mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. I believe that people wept because they knew the law and they, they knew they couldn't live it. You know, Nehemiah had come in there and they were a mess. They had fallen into apostasy. You know, they were they were in all kinds of a idol worship and everything else. Nehemiah come in there and he got them straight and yeah, they rebuilt the wall. Things were going right. They read the word. They were going back under, and they knew they were going back under the law and, and they wanted to serve God. They knew they couldn't. They couldn't live that long. Yeah. They knew it was going to be hard, and they, I believe they wept. That law is hard. That law is cruel. Jesus says, "For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Thank God we live in the age of grace, and and that we're not in the age of law anymore. You got to have a short memory. Uh, you made some mistakes in your life, backslidden a little, or gotten out of uh, the fight. Uh, get that thing confessed. Get it right. Get back in the fight, and have short memory. You know, I don't care what you did yesterday. Turn it around. Yeah, it's a it's as simple as that. Yeah, come to the altar, give it to God, and then when you walk out those doors, it's under the blood. Yeah, it's under the blood. And then and then and then don't let don't let don't let folks around you hold you back down. Yeah. Mourn not, nor weep. It's under the blood. Christian walk, the battle is, is not for the weak of heart. It's a serious business. It's not a religion. It's not slogans and praise songs wrapped around modernism. It's stylish or, or stylish worship. It's, a, it's Bible preaching. It's scriptural learning and applying what you learn. Uh, the Bible says, be, uh, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your insects. Need open ears. You need open eyes. You need a willing voice. You need a willing heart, a servant's heart, a praying heart, and a short memory. And uh, again, when they come to you and they say, uh, hey, you remember your past? You say, nope, it's under the blood. Yes. Amen. I'm done.